You're listening to the Movie Crew Podcast, and tonight we are reviewing Ted Kotcheff's First Blood. You no trouble. Me, Fifth Element. Supreme being. You will be a weapon. You will be a minister of death praying for war. But until that day, you are cute. Sound off like you got a pair. Hey, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Brian Elkins. That was Jared Callen. Benson, sound off. Present. <laughs> it's. <laughs> Did you ever have those kids in class that you have up to like sixth grade? They'd go, President. Oh, man. Present. No, no, not up to sixth grade. I think that kind of kind of stopped but after fourth. Most people in my classes would always say, here. I always stuck with here. Yeah, here. Just because in first and second yeah. grade, I, was, I wasn't I was sure if we were supposed to say president or present. Right. Because present sounded right, but some people said president. Right. Man, <laughs> wow. I, I just never thought about it that much. And that kid today is running for president. <laughs> oh, my goodness. No, he is president. So, uh, first blood, guys. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Really great book. Uh, yeah. Uh, pretty good movie. <laughs> wow, jumping jumping right out there. Yeah, man. I really like this movie. Well, I, I think it really matters when you like when you see it. I'd, I'd never seen this this movie before. Um, what? Well, I know. Hold up. Wait. I know. You've never know. seen First Blood? You know, how, it, how it's one of those things where somebody's like, uh, you've never seen The Godfather? And I'm like, well, wait, okay, <laughs> you know? all right, all right. Hey, wait, wait. <laughs> time out. Time, time out. Time out. too far already. <laughs> Have you seen The Godfather? Jared, what? <laughs> Jared, what you're giving him eyes? That Am I not supposed to be here? <laughs> You've never seen The Godfather? Are you for okay, real? look, I've uh, I've been in the room when The Godfather's been on. No, but have you watched have I, as, The Godfather and The Godfather Part Two? As a like as a filmmaker, no, I've never seen The Godfather or The Godfather Part Two. My my, my heart actually just skipped. A I know, beat. I, I know. I think I just had a mini heart attack. I know. I don't know. That like I know. I, I know. I know how you feel now when you're like you haven't seen. I know. But here's the deal. Like when, when, th- when things that are first blood comment. I when, restrict when, that from the when when, when things are when things are like built up. It makes me like eh, I'll get to it. It's kind of like you know I didn't really like you know watch uh, 2001 like really watch it until we watched it for this. Yeah, I mean I, I let things slip for like four maybe five years, but I mean 
The Godfather will not let you down. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not really. I could have slipped it for decades. Have we done The Godfather yet? That one, no. Pretty impressive. Okay, well, I'll wait. I'll wait till we do it. Okay, all right, fair enough. You see, that, then, then I'll have a reason to watch it, no. not just because like I'm gonna watch The Godfather. Well, if we do one, we got to do two. I cannot watch the first one without watching this. I was wondering if that was the same with this. Because there's a no, no. First Blood Part 2. Yeah, there's also a Rambo 3. Okay. There's also a cartoon. <laughs> Wait, that may be the second one. Because I was going to I was going to listen to the... Awesome. I, I loved this book so much that I was, I was going to immediately jump into the second book, but then I saw that it was based on the script. Oh, yeah. So the I was same like... same author, though. Yeah, but the same author wrote... Even yeah. the third one and all that. David he, Merrill he wrote, wrote... He wrote the books based on the scripts. Which is very interesting. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, I'll probably will still like you know listen to those books, but I kind of lost. I was like, oh, I've never you know? seen like a, an author you know like write their first book and then do the novelizations. I've never seen no, that before. Cool. No. I like that. I mean, well, I've seen novelizations. Yeah, but not from an author who wrote a book that got made and then was stuck novelizing other people's stories. Like, you know, Stephen King's like, you know what? I'm going to do the novelization of the Mangler too. <laughs> you know? Here we go, guys. What? No, it was, it's an yeah. epic. Like, <laughs> hey, he probably would. He'd into the world. Like Look, he, he's going to ride that train as long as he know. can. Have y'all though, seen man. his Make last book? No. What, what was the last one? It's called Elevation, and it's a hundred and like hundred forty pages, something like that. Hundred and forty pages. Wait, who? It's nice it's like and lean. Really, really. Wait, which damn. author? King. Oh, I, I King. thought you were talking about this guy. Oh, David. No, we were not talking about. Okay, David. sorry. No, we were making a Stephen King writes big book jokes. Yeah, but then he did a little one. And he it. did this little one that you can read in like two hours. <laughs> it's a rarity for him. But it sounds yeah. contractual to me. I mean, I, you know, I, I I grew up with this film, man. This is this is a movie I, I saw a lot. Reading the book, though, right, took me aback. Made me look at the story with fresh eyes. Right, no, this uh, the book is really cool. Like, um, it's amazing. It it really expands on a lot of things, and I think it does some things better than the movie. Um, I remember reading the book. I, mean, I read it probably. Shelton, if you're listening, when did you move to Houston? Because I read it when he moved to Houston. <laughs> he um, screams out loud, <laughs> right? Four years ago. Um, and yeah, it's pretty different from the movie. I mean, it expands on some stuff. Like any, right. any book will do that to a movie. Well, um, the one thing that. When I, I want to preference how I'm going to say this. When I first read the book, there, the book is a lot more violent. Like, he kills a lot more oh, yeah. people. Oh, yeah. And then when I went back and watched the movie, like, finishing the book, I was like, oh, they should have done this. But then when I went back to watch the movie, I realized that if they did that in the movie, it would be a lot harder to get sympathy Oh yeah, for Stallone's character. Totally. So that was a good decision, in my opinion, to... Pull that back some. Right. Oh, it makes sense what they did. Now, I don't think it kills anybody in the movie. The guy dies. The guy falls out of the helicopter and he dies. He kills the sheriff. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, he kills him. But, okay. he, but fuck, he deserved it. Yeah. Wait, Shoot, I mean, who Chad kills what sheriff? Uh, the sheriff at the, the end the, when he's uh, shooting up through the no. ceiling. No, he looks at him at the end. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he's, he's getting yeah. taken away. Brian didn't he, like... Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. He's, he's getting taken away in the, in the ambulance. No. Yeah, yeah Rambo doesn't kills kill him. no one Rambo in the didn't kill anybody. Yeah. Well, that's good. The yeah. one guy that falls out of the helicopter, that's kind of an accident. Yeah, well, he takes his, he takes his seatbelt off like an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, that's like... I guess my problem with the movie is the tone. It It's like an... It's very 80s action movie, and that's right. not really what the story is. The no, story is, is much more apocalypse now. Like, this is... 
you know uh a, really i got a totally different tone from it uh, from the novel from the from the book yeah from the, i'm talking from the movie no he's oh, talking, yeah, he's talking that's about the what i'm saying the, the, the movie the movie does have like a very 80s action feel it's got that tone no Whereas, i felt like the, the movie book, had a much like it did not have an 80s action really? feel tone oh no man i i to, like yeah i didn't get that at Cause all because they, they added he, they added scenes like like the the motorcycle thing yeah jumping and then, like and then over. even he like gets into a truck later and like there's like all I mean, stuff i'm not saying not that it doesn't have action in it but if you compare that to like there's a rocket launcher you know yeah. some of the chuck norris ones are the sequels to this the national guard's goofy I, to me this is the movie has a much more i don't know what the word would be i'm not saying it's rambo first blood part two all right i'm not saying it's that that's way over the top i don't think this is necessarily over the top i think it's in the same wheelhouse as something like lethal weapon right you know i think it's like it's over the top within yeah, but there's suspension like of disbelief. Like cartoony shit going on a little bit because like the way Troutman is in the movie, like if you see he's such a badass kind of in the book, he's portrayed like that. But when yeah. you see him, he's like I don't know, it's just weird. He, it's like his his persona, this the way that that act that. Well, I don't like know. in the book, like you don't looks. know whether like Troutman is like is he coming to murder Rambo or is he coming to take him out? Like yeah. to, you know to get him out of the the situation. Yeah, is he just like okay, I'm gonna peacefully you know. Right, take him out, or I'm not going to shoot him in the back of the head, which is what he does in the book. I know. To me, I had <laughs> to. Well, you never see it. I had to come to after reading the book and seeing the movie. I had to come to terms with their two separate, kind of like The Shining. You've read The Shining, I know you haven't, but I love the book and I love the movie, and they're tonally two different things. The story goes in two different, complete directions. As a movie, I like what they did with the movie. Right. With the novel, I love what he did with the novel. Right. I don't have that here though because my problem my problem with this adaptation is that um what's the sheriff's name Teasel? Teasel. Teasel is completely neutered and he is a very one-note bad guy. In the and, movie? Yeah. Brian Dennehy he does a great job portraying the character. Does well, see, a fantastic I, I didn't, job. I didn't but feel that. I you have no idea why he's picking on Stallone other than the fact that he doesn't like vagrants. Well, and he wants to protect his town. He's got that old boy mentality. But Stallone does nothing but literally walk up in the movie. Right. And then walk that's back. That's pretty much all he and does. And walk back. Yeah. I mean, that's and all then, he does. I think it has right. four t- It happens like three or four times in the book. And you, ha- Yeah. And so there, there's, like, there's time to build on that. He even goes into a diner at some point and... Well, you, know, you can always food. flush the. And he's got I mean, the backstory with his wife calling, or his ex-wife that's leaving or getting ready to leave him. And there's the whole he went to Korea. I remember that part exactly. Yeah, you have the Korea ver- uh, veteran versus the uh, Nam veteran. But anytime, right. you, anytime you're adapting a script into a, I mean, a, a novel into a movie, you've got to condense stuff somehow. Right. Yeah, but I, I don't know, man. I don't. I think you could have easily added like ten minutes in the beginning of the movie to to flesh like, out uh, his character. I watched, more character a, I watched yeah. a uh, documentary on the on making of this, and uh, one of the things they they were talking about was when uh, Pollock was attached, and some of these other like Steve McQueen was going to play, and Clint Eastwood. I that they were really that. trying to stick more towards the book, but right, it was causing problems with the script, and. It was Stallone that came in and was like, we need to give more sympathy to this Rambo character who's yeah. named after an apple. <laughs> I think that's the right instinct yeah, for 1982. Well, especially with the dealing with people who have like PTSD and stuff like that. It's kind of, he yeah. talked about how they didn't want to kill him at the end like they did in the book because like, really, are you really telling us that this is all the hope we have? 
You know, being someone coming back from the war and dealing with this is like, your only hope is to fucking die. Yeah, I, 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 I totally see it. 1982, this, this is the yeah. right film, right adaptation for First Blood. But, like, man, this movie needs to be super remade now. Dude, you imagine if you made it, like, super hardcore like the book? Like, dude. It'd be amazing. It would be fucking amazing. We need to remake this movie. And just make Rambo a murder machine. I would say you don't even say you don't even say the name Rambo. And he, and he needs to be like you know he needs to be like um, like uh, Michael Myers and the um, <laughs> in the and the Rob Zombie ones with the long hair and the big beard like he is in the book. You know he's supposed to, supposed to have this like yeah. just like super long hair and the big grizzled beard. Like a, yeah, a dirty he's, hippie. He's supposed to look like fucking Michael Myers. <laughs> I don't know. I like I like the um, <clears throat> I like the sympathy for Rambo and. Yeah, I think you could have both. I think you could have that, but you can also have him be just a badass. It just it neuters like his like his crazy gets diminished in the film, so you lose a lot of that. Uh, the whole theme of like um, the government making him this killing machine. Oh yeah, I mean and now I, that he's I, a killing I machine, I totally get that. But when you're you know you're presenting a movie, you got to the audience has to root for somebody. Do you root for the cops to catch and stop him, or do you just feel sorry for him that he was made this way? And I'd like to see some shades of gray. I mean, I think that's a, you know it's a problem with the you know eighty cinema. We want very clear cut. This is good. This is bad. And they, they had to do a lot of things to make you know Brian Dennehy and those cops like jerks. I mean, they're like shoot like they're gonna shoot Rambo first before like when he's breaking out of the prison. Like he doesn't do anything. Well, he's breaking out of prison. Well, he shoves them and then pushes away and all that. But in the book, he cuts dude's guts open. He does throw like, a cop through like a window. Yeah. So they're going to murder him? I, well, I, you go uh, up into the jailhouse and start throwing cops through windows. See what happens. Well, today, yeah. Oh, yeah, today, yeah. <laughs> he definitely wouldn't have made it out. Uh, but I, I, do, I do love that line where he's like, they, they drew first blood, not me. They drew first blood. Yeah. You know, that's good. I like that. I mean, there, there's, there's great moments in this movie. You know, like I totally see how this was like quintessential like you know action movie of the time well, what, what you know what, what other big action movies were around what, what year was this 82 82 yeah the, the big one I always think of uh, is the road warrior is the okay so it's that era yeah I think it was it came out like six months before in the United States I don't know maybe maybe, maybe it has a lot to do with when I saw it but I probably saw part two first oh really and I would say most people my age did oh yeah I saw it too first Oh. Hell yeah, dude! Dude, it was on TBS like all the fucking time. You haven't seen part two? Or... I haven't seen any of the Rambo movies, but I have seen Hot Shots, Hot Shots Part Duh, which is apparently really close to Rambo Three. So uh... Richard uh, <laughs> Richard Crenna shows up in that, playing uh, <laughs> playing the same character from Rambo. <laughs> oh, that's amazing! Oh, uh, yeah. you, you have a you have a treat. Oh, I, I bought it. I bought I bought them. I bought all three of those on. Uh, now on the Blue new Ray. one, the, the new one is pretty. Oh yeah, hardcore. Is it? Does it follow in line with the the stories? Like it, well, there's no continuity. Oh, so there's there's no arc between the movies. Oh no, the second one picks up. He's in jail yeah, for his crimes. Blood. In first blood, he's he's breaking rocks in jail. <laughs> and like Troutman like comes in, he's like, "Hey, we got to get you out of here. Go get some POWs and nam out." So he goes and wins the Vietnam War, even though it was like already over, like almost. 20 years before this movie oh, came out. Yeah. So yeah. basically him and James Cameron teamed up on the script and Cameron wrote a bunch of elaborate action and Stallone came up with some political stuff to put in it. See, the whole time that I was reading the book, I was sitting there thinking, how the fuck is he going to get away with all this? He's like murder. He murders like 18 people in the book. And like, um, 
I was like, how the fuck did he, how the fuck is there like three more Rambo movies? If this motherfucker, like I had no idea he's going to die at the end, which was a total shock to me. Um, yeah. So, oh, yeah. Oh, and, and they don't show it. They don't show it. You know, like, like Teasel's laying on the ground dying. Uh, cause you know, Rambo accidentally hit him. He wasn't trying to hit him. And like, and, and so the, uh, the Colonel comes over and he's like, how does it feel? You know? And he's like, it doesn't hurt, you know? And he's like, okay, good. He's like, did you get him? He's like, yeah, I shot him in the head. And he like uncocks his fucking like uh, shotgun and the shell goes flying out. Yeah. And then the book just ends. You don't get to see Rambo die. Well, you, you know, know he, he dies. No, you don't. You don't know shit. Yeah, he I, died off screen. He like, no, <laughs> you're, you're with him when he dies. He's looking up at the stars and then he's like, oh, and then I felt something wet from the back of my head. And then in the next scene, Teasel comes up and tells you like, uh, yeah. Okay, maybe. Yeah, that's what happens. He didn't die, though, because there's three more movies <laughs> and three more books. Anyway, what I was saying is if you see the second one and the third well, one or like any of the Chuck Norris movies around that time. Are they really USC. are they really based on heavy heavily? Oh. OK, um, <clears throat> this was the first one that like the hero was like this reluctant. He really like, he didn't go into town. Like, I'm going to go fuck some shit up today. Right. Like he just wanted to go see his buddy. And then these cops who, you can kind of see that, you know, they want to protect their town from hippies and they don't want any vagrants around. They get a little over, they go a little overboard. So you've got reluctant hero versus reluctant villain. The machine gets rolling and neither side can stop. I just, to me, it was like a concept I'd never seen before. Yeah, totally. I think the the, the book captures that better, though. The back and forth, man. I, I just, uh <laughs> The movie is just... I'm going to remind y'all of this conversation when we get into some Stephen King stuff. And I'm going to be like, (laughs) and the book! (laughs) Look, man, I loved loved the film Cujo. I love the book Cujo. They're both great, but this one is just... Brian Dennehy, man, the, the, the sheriff character is so... It's just so black and white and... I think he needs right to be more old and grizzled, kind of like like uh, like uh, Clint Eastwood now, you know? I, yeah, I, don't want, I want some sympathy for him, but it's hard to like Brian Dennehy. It's really hard. He's always a dick. Yeah, he's a dick. He's a dick. Unless, yeah, I, mean, I think that's because they're trying to make you like Rambo. But I don't, I don't know if you should like Rambo. I mean, even though he doesn't actually kill anyone, he's still going around destroy he destroys that fucking town even in the movie like that <laughs> well, town is burning he, down well, technically up all those cops with those trash and shit yeah. if they would have just let him go he wouldn't have had to go blow up the town yeah and that's another thing like i don't understand like why doesn't like brian dennehy there's like that, that's a thing in the movie like even as a kid i always had a problem with that like just well, how the he just tells him never... to let him go. He said, like, "Just let him go." Well, and, there's and that scene okay. where he we'll catches. Catch, we'll catch him in Seattle or whatever. There's that scene where he catches him in the woods, and he's like, "Just stop." He's got the knife to his throat, and he's yeah. like, "Just stop." You know, I let don't remember go. what. Let, he, it, let go. it go. Yeah. Like Rambo's ready to just let this go, but I think I mean I always took it as Denny's pride was like, "Nope, I'm gonna catch this some bitch." Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I guess there's nothing in the movie that like shows you. I mean, they really lean I mean, into to like, me, the it, like friend dying. The, right. the guy falls out of the helicopter. Well, That's really me, the only motivation you get. To me, the motivation was almost this became a personal vendetta that I'm going to prove I can get this guy. No matter what this colonel tells me, I can get this guy. With no help from the state police, we're going to handle this internally. Yeah, it yeah. just to me, it was like, did you ever watch the Andy Griffith show? Yeah. yeah, a little bit. All right, imagine if Barney had become sheriff <laughs> and then 
this guy shows up and Barney is determined he can get him and then Andy shows up and he's like let him go and Barney's like no I'm gonna prove I I can can get him him." (laughs) yeah that's the dynamic I always took I just wish they put something in the movie to like let you know that you know what I mean like there's no oh so you're not up for the ambiguity of figuring it out for the (laughs) yeah there's no like he's just he's just going after him there's no anything there there's not even a scene of like I have to get this guy because of this, or there's just nothing. It's just he, he, well, he, 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 he throws gets... out uh, something about law and order, right? I mean, there and also when there. when um, when um, Troutman tells him to let him go, we'll catch him in another city. You know, let's send everybody home. Like he, he's like, no, he, he's like, he's like, I have, you know, I have to do this. This we're not giving up. What the fuck do you, you know? He's it's like he, you you feel there. He's made it his own personal mission. You know, by that point, no, come hell or high water, we're going to get him. Yeah, I would, I would like to add something. I just, yeah, I always took it as that he, yeah, he, it was his mission to prove that his department, his force, him by himself, could stop this crazy Vietnam Green Beret. Which is crazy because, because I love how they like at the beginning when like he's going into the, he's going into the. Um, into the police station and they show their arsenal like this fucking police station is like stacked with like weapons like putting all these guns and all these lockers and they just like all these like assault rifles and shit he's like whoa yeah I was like all that's coming into play later (laughs) every one of those (laughs) the national guard we have rocket launchers yeah they fucking whip out a damn rocket launcher that's my least favorite scene in the movie that, well, I, when the bookie, and like the bookie like runs into the cave, it runs into the mine, and he's like knocking the the support beams down, and yeah. he like causes it to collapse, um, you know, and then he kind of hangs back and listens, and he kind of hears them talking, and that's 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 when he realizes Troutman's there. But in this one, <laughs> he runs in, and they fucking fire a damn R- RPG into the damn cave, and explode it. It's gnarly. It's pretty badass. <laughs> They don't know what they're doing. They, I they love don't. that. Like, there's a little comedy <laughs> there. Like, because they're weekend warrior guys. They yeah. don't get to shoot rocket launchers. One of the guys even says, that. "He's like, dude, I've got to get to be at work on Monday." Right. <laughs> <laughs> they're just out. They just want to fucking blow some shit up and catch somebody. It'd be like us if we got we, we were in the National Guard. And they're like, "Go get this guy. Like, get the rocket launchers. <laughs> Bring the rocket launchers." Trailer time. Is it trailer time? I'm asking you. That was what the question mark at the end. Uh, I don't know, man. We don't know what we're doing today. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if it's tra- I don't know if it's trailer time. We can talk about how much money it made later. Right, 180 million, right? Really? No. Or is that the third one? No, that had been the second one. No, the second one was 300. Second one's the only one that made like over over 150 million worldwide. And it's the worst one of the series. Yeah. What were you saying now? I, 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 I said, I said, is two the worst one? Uh, even though that made the most money, is it the worst one of the series? No, I don't think two. Yeah, I don't think it's the worst one. I think okay. three is the worst. No, I heard three is pretty interesting because he's like helping the Taliban or what becomes the Taliban uh, in real life. Yeah, I mean it's interesting because it's dated like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah, I yeah, mean yeah. like outside of that is I mean you know that's a little plot point. No, it's not a fun movie. Not a fun movie. I mean, it's got a helicopter scene that's pretty cool, and the there's a scene um, where he gets in a cave, and he, he goes back into a cave. Yeah, he gets into a cave, and it's with the um, yeah, it's the only one that made over. Oh wait, did Rainbow Three? Rainbow Three made one eighty nine. That's what I said. One eighty nine. All right, that's good money, man. 
Or was yeah. That, or was that? Well, yeah. no. Well, Rambo three actually had like half of the box office that Rambo two had. I mean, you have to remember, like when Rambo two came out, Stallone was probably at the height because he had the number one and number two movie of nineteen eighty five with Rocky four being the highest grossing movie that year and Rambo First Blood Part two being you know. And this was and this movie was after right after Rambo three, right? I mean, sorry, Rocky three. Uh, this was the same year as Rocky three. Okay. Uh, when this came out in the box office, Rocky Three was number eleven, and this was what uh, number one? Yeah, there we go. And number two was Halloween Three. Season <laughs> <of> the Witch. <laughs> now talking wow. about the right the sequels. Yeah, there's a big tonal shift into part two. Like it goes complete '80s cartoon. It defines '80s cartoon action. Kind of over the top action style. He's got like if you take over tips, the tops man. here, way up there. I, I saw I saw a clip of him like shooting a computer. He's got just and Troutman standing there watching him, and he's just like just destroying all these like old school computers. There's a scene where he's standing on a rock and he's got an explosive arrow tip bow and arrow. Yeah, and he pulls it back. It's raining, and there's this Vietnam soldier shooting a pistol at him, and he pulls it back and then shoots it and blows this guy into little pieces. Yeah, it's amazing. I heard that there's a, a scene in one of them where he jumps up in the back of this thing, and there's like a 50 caliber, and he shoots That's somebody. That's the last one. He yeah. shoots somebody point blank range with a 50 caliber. That one's caliber. got more of a realistic, like that one kind of disturbed my children. Bodies fi- fall apart realistically in that one. Like oh, nice. they they turn yeah. people to hamburger in that one. So it goes. But from, it's still a Rambo movie. <laughs> it goes from like early realistic. early 80s, late 70s vibe of we're trying to like portray realistic to. Extremely cartoony, over the top action. He kills like six hundred people. <laughs> like we said, he what y'all said he killed one person in this. Uh, in the book, he killed eighteen, and in this one, he killed nobody. So yeah, so it's literally like I think, I think it had the Guinness World Record of most on screen kills. <laughs> He's like last last one I didn't kill anybody. This one I'm kicking ass. Yeah, I mean he like pretty much murders everybody in in Vietnam. <laughs> yeah. And then the third one, he, like, takes out the entire Russian army. And again, there's a tonal shift. Like, I mean, some of the good things you can say about 3 is it's a better made, you know, technical-wise movie. The story's a little, the script's a little weak. Oh, it's um, so weak. It because there are some really so long, weak. boring parts. Because, hmm. like, you come out of part 2, you're expecting part 3 to be... You know, just more action and isn't in part three like the, you beat Rambo and he's like uh, in a, a stick fighter. Yeah, he's a stick fighter. What's but a stick fighter? Like he's in Taiwan <laughs> making money, fighting with sticks. But that's what he does on the weekend. But like during the week, <laughs> he's like helping monks out. <laughs> he's trying to get his inner peace, dude. I get it. Yeah. yeah. Once you, you know? once you've murdered six hundred people, that's you right. Gotta, you know, gotta go. Let it go. I've become more. Or whatever. What is this? What does he say in the second one? He's got. What's the famous line in that one? In the second one? Yeah, where he's like, "You fight a war long enough, you become war." I think that's the third <laughs> one. No, that, that, I forget what he says. I don't think he's got he, a fun, I mean, like, fun he's line got, in the third one. I think his famous line in the second one is, yeah! "Oh no, Murdoch, I'm coming for you!" When he no, grabs that, that mic, that's badass. Count his lines when you watch it. I've heard that the, in these movies they, they they don't give him a lot of lines because because he can't act. But I thought he did a pretty good job in this first one. It's not because he can't act. Stallone. It was a thing he started in this. I saw this in the making of. He wanted anything Rambo says to be extremely important. Right. So when he does speak, 
it's letting you know it's giving you a lot of information like when he catches teasel in the woods like let it go like he's ready to let this go but it's almost comical in the second one because he's silent through so much of them like he'll, he'll grunt and scream like there's one part he literally he's blowing up shit with an helicopter and he just starts yelling in stallone style and kind of turns and almost looks at the camera and just and blows. <laughs> Stallone face. I've seen a lot of like uh, images where somebody's like uh, like photoshopped pictures of Stallone shooting in the Rambo movies, but they took the gun out and it looks like he's just holding up thumbs up and he's got his face <laughs> like. And it's like all these different scenes with him doing th- thumbs like, up. <laughs> it really doesn't feel like that is incredible. I need to see that. I'll find it. The only one that to me that really feels oh like a God. sequel to First Blood is the last one, Rambo. To me, like that one feels like it could be a twenty year sequel to First Blood. Oh, that's cool. Where the other two feel like they just kind of created this other world. We, we need to capitalize <laughs> on this on this thing yeah. and make some money. Yeah, First Blood does not really fit in this series at all. It's kind of the odd man out. Even though it's the first one. <laughs> and the best one. I don't know how that opinion. works. Well, it depends. I, what, what qualifies movie as good? Sure entertainment factor? I don't know. That, that's a big part of it, man. Dude, I have seen Rambo First Blood Part 2 so many times, I can't even count them. Really? Yeah. Oh, my gosh, dude. Have you watched it lately? Oh, yeah, dude. Okay. Yes. <laughs> With the 4K that just came out? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I watched one and two. Uh, the, man, the 4K transfers are absolutely spectacular. Like, like that film grain on them? Yeah. Really Oh, fine. I'd love to see this in 4K. Oh, dude, it looks so good. And that's so another good. thing. That may be a reason I love like this movie. Like, way, I have way stop. more love for this than y'all do, because I saw you know part two first, and I'd probably seen it you know on TBS. God knows how many times. Oh, yeah, dude. And then you watch First Blood, and it's like, oh, wait. This is like a serious like idea behind this. There's these soldiers that are mistreated, and they fought for our country, and yet our country hated them. And so, you know, like for my young brain, it was like, wow, this is heavy. <laughs> See, I never took it that way just because of how... Like even when Rambo's like breaking out of prison, it's like you get that theme music and it's just oh the score badass, is. like going through town on the fucking motorcycle yeah. with an obvious stunt double. It's just the he, score is awesome. The movie's just constantly like beating me over the head the entire time. Like this is your fucking hero, man. He's a fucking badass, and it just dude, it's pretty badass how the cop follows him into the woods and shit with that fucking giant cruiser, like <laughs> with the police car. That's pretty badass. It, it's almost like his. Uh, what, what he was traumatized from in Vietnam, whatever he, he went through, it's kind of like an excuse to get him out in the woods in in the film, and that's kind of always kind right. of how I've, I've always taken it, you know. Especially well, they have those jump cuts, the uh, real quick cuts where you know where he's getting like uh, tortured as he's getting shaved. Yeah, it's a kind of like to get you show, out. show his little moment there, and you don't really ever see that again ever in the movie. No, they don't bring it back. I mean, well, when he sees the the dead guy, there's a moment where they do something with the sound. Oh yeah, that's actually I, I, I like that. Like, I did like, like when that he, too. when he when he like pulls the guy up off the rock and they get this like face to face and it's a pro, in a profile. That's that's a cool ass moment and a good moment for Stallone. Yeah, I thought he was acting his ass off in this first one. Yeah, he did a damn good job in this one. Man, he's doing a lot of flexing in the next one. <laughs> I love his performance until that end. Man, the end is really oh, where, where he breaks down. Dude, and I love that. 
where you know he I love that you can't understand him and he's just ah I yeah. had to watch it a couple of times to get what he was saying you know to to really understand what he was it's saying It's the second story where he talks about his like his his buddy uh blowing up and and getting the, the pieces Agent all Orange over him yeah you know and he's just like and his, and his pieces are on me and I'm like I can't get him off and I, I I needed that cut out why uh, that, that didn't do it for me. I, I I've always, every, even when I was a kid, I've always laughed at that man. Oh well, but the story. My before, grandfather's buddy used was, to tell a story exactly like that, and he would start crying when he told the story. So I guess it. Man, I mean, it was just too real, Brian. No, no, it was not. I'm just watching his mouth while he's. he's I thought he did great. It could have been a better. It had to been a better. Better hey, you know they shot a version where he killed himself. Yeah, they did. Yeah, he takes a gun and shoots himself in the in the chest. Well, Kurt Douglas was supposed to be uh, Troutman. Yeah, he was supposed to play Troutman in the. Uh, in somebody the film. else was supposed to play him. Well, Kurt Douglas well, shows up on set. And yeah, actually, he was like, like cast. Yeah, and they had posters made with Kurt Douglas's face. That's how they pre-sold the movie. Yeah, and, and it's uh, like Kurt Douglas as Colonel Troutman. Yeah, there was first a, blood. He shows up and he like rewrites the script. He's like, I think it needs to be this way, and they're like, No. <laughs> <laughs> and you know so they're like he's like well if you're not gonna do it my way then I'm out of here which I thought was crazy he packed his shit up and left because he he left because he wanted Rambo to die at the end he wanted Rambo to die and he, they shot that they shot the that version of the ending anyway because they were all arguing about it right. so you let Kurt Douglas walk off your set when you shot when a you version when you could have just told him hey no uh, we're, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna let him die that's, yeah. that's probably code for we're really tired of dealing with his shit let him go <laughs> <laughs> like this guy's gonna be a pain in the ass right yeah on this low budget movie look uh i, I noticed that the colonel doesn't have nearly enough lines so i <laughs> about 20 additional pages worth of dialogue for me um i do think that he may have been a better he, he would he would have done that job a little better i think oh uh, really man I, I like i like troutman i like the uh, who's this actor richard uh Richard Crenna. Crenna. Richard For some Crenna. reason, I was thinking like Greena or... He's the uh, husband in Body Heat. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. And uh, he's an awesome Wait to Dark. But yeah, I... I think he does a great job as Trout. He does. He's, he's, he's I'm fine. just but like, listening to the book and then, I don't know. Dude, he's just he's got the cheesiest fucking dialogue of all time in the and, movie, and I don't the... like him wearing his little beret. He needs to be in his belt like it is in the book and all that. Just a, it, I don't know. It looks goofy. Nah, I don't mind that. Uh, I'm, I'm okay with cheesy. that. It's, it's some of those one-liners that are like, you're going to need extra body bags because Rainbow's going to come here and kill all of you. And whatever <laughs> one-liners are. Like, who God, who God uh, Earth made Rambo? God didn't make Rambo. I did. I made Rambo. <laughs> I love his one-liners. Even though in the book he says that he didn't train him. He trained the men that trained him. You're going to need That's more right. body bags. Well, in the book, they don't even talk. No, they don't. Yeah. The radio doesn't exist. It does, it's not part of it. Yeah. And did you guys watch the, uh, my, the, there's one deleted scene on the Blu-ray and the 4K disc? Um, it is so it, bizarre. Oh, it's, it's like, oh, we got to add some titties in this. Right? It's like a, it's like a weird sex scene where he's like uh, Whoa, sitting next to I haven't to a, seen this. He's sitting next to a fire and he's like having, and, and then uh, he's, he's, he's lit a fire in the woods. It's or, in, or the he's in the cave. He's in the cave. And then he starts like thinking back to Vietnam and he's like having sex with this like Asian girl <laughs> so and her weird. titties are all out. And then it cuts back to him and he starts crying. And you're like, what the fuck is happening? Nope. Didn't see that. <laughs> but I will say that girl's hot. 
Yeah, but if it's you if, if really you, nice too. If that had been included in the movie, it's been like, wait a minute, wait. is this going to be a masturbation moment wait, wait, where wait. he's going to come back and he's jacking off in the cave? Uh, what's going on here? Did someone say there had to be titties in this movie? Because that's why this season, <laughs> lo- this scene even looks like it exists. <laughs> yeah, it is really, really weird. Yeah. And then and then there's one deleted scene where, or it's like a, a, a one blooper where he like where he shoots himself and you know. I, it, uh, it didn't make much sense. Everybody starts oh, yeah. laughing. They, yeah, they broke character for a moment. They broke character for a moment. Everybody starts laughing. Yeah. That's a blooper. It was hilarious. <laughs> I remember seeing a blooper in the cave. Something about the torch. Like the torch not working. Oh. Yeah, I, I, I can't believe that. Like, you you couldn't do that scene today where he's, like, grabbing rats and, like, flinging them and shit. Like, you know, PETA would lose their mind. Like, you know, hurting rats. In the book, that's it's right. bats, and I think that's super cool. But it's weird that there's tons and tons of rats in I'm this cave. I'm glad they didn't do bats, though. You know, like bats, fucking 1982? That would have looked bad, dude. That would have looked bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it would look bad. I'm glad they went because rats. They start, because they start, like, uh, these other creatures start attacking him and shit. What were those? Oh, it was the beetles. Yeah, because he's, like, he's like digging through, their, the, through the bat shit. Yeah. Man, yeah. I think we're ready for trailer now. We ready for trailer? Do it. <laughs> All right, we're going to play the trailer for First Blood, and we'll be back. Guano Bowls. John Rambo was innocent. I'm warning you, boy, don't make a move. I'll blow your head off. I didn't do anything. They pushed him too far. I'm starting to dislike you a lot. <laughs> One man will never give up. I didn't come here to rescue Rambo from you. I came here to rescue you from him. Are you telling me that 200 men against your boy is a no-win situation for us? You send that money, don't forget one thing. What? A good supply of body bags. Sylvester Stallone. You have never seen him like this before. First Blood from the best-selling novel. All right, we're back. That was the trailer for First Blood. You've never seen him like this before. That's true. You haven't. Unless you've seen the other ones. Well, well, this is the first one. You couldn't have seen the other ones yet. This is the first one. This is First Blood, dude. It's the first blood. (laughs) I saw the second one before I saw this one. (laughs) Damn time traveler. Man, I tell you what. This movie does uh, take absolutely no time to get going. Like it gets, uh, it's got a nice little slow him walking in, goes into the little, yeah, you know, the, the little I, house on the side of the hill. Well, you get a nice little, you know, credit sequence yeah. and stuff. That the first scene though is only like what four minutes long. Yeah, if that, it's pretty quick. And then he instantly walks into town and gets accosted by an asshole cop. You know, I will say him meeting. Um, I, is that supposed? I guess it's the wife of uh, the his buddy his, soldier, his, his buddy uh, that died. That, that I think that is Stallone's best scene in the movie, performance-wise. Because I think you really feel his pain there. I think he nails it. He does a good job. Yeah. That's not in the book, is it? No, that's not. See? Yeah, that's cool. But that that's just like, yeah, yeah like that that's adding, you know, more story into him, giving him a reason to come to town. Yeah. To give him, you know, like, you know, to flesh out his character more, give him more motivation. But yeah, it's the only time outside of, you know, the colonel talking that we get some backstory. Right. You know. But it does pick it does pick up when he when he gets back in town and it maybe happens a little too fast. The way Dennehy meets Rambo, he kind of he gives him a ride right away, takes him right. out to town, drops and then, him off the other end of the bridge. Yeah, and then Rambo starts immediately 
walking back, and the sheriff's just like, all right, we're going to we have a problem with you, son. We're going to throw you in jail right away. Uh, it, well, it was, no, he, like, resists fast. arrest. And he were kind of like... Yeah, he does resist arrest. Yeah, he kind of gets gets a little violent, you know, with it. I thought it set up the um, abuse of power. It's showing that these small-town cops are used to abusing their position and kind of ruling the roost. In the yeah, little the town of hope. Of the town. Yeah, the town of hope. Yeah, I like that. Okay, was this... Was this movie supposed to take place at Christmas, or was just because like I saw they had a, a sign um, when Rambo first walks into town? It's like uh, the land of holiday or uh, town of holiday land or something like that. I don't know if I saw that, but there's there's Christmas lights all like around the top of the the sheriff station. Okay, yeah, yeah. I just assumed it was leading up to Christmas. Man, we should have done this in the Christmas uh, action series. Man, I didn't realize that this took place at Christmas. Oh, you know, you like know. how towns will decorate November. Well, now they start like October. <laughs> They're okay. hanging up your Christmas stuff. And they just leave up Christmas stuff all the time, man. It's kind of festive. You know, I, I like to leave my Christmas stuff up until at least, you know, Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> you, got, you know, Christmas places like Gatlinburg home. that keeps Christmas stuff up. So you do all that work to fucking put it up, man. Might as well leave it out. Flaunt it a little bit, brother. Yeah. Run that electricity bill up some more. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. I, I, I like Christmas lights. They're nice. Yeah, They're I just, pretty. <laughs> They're pretty. I never noticed that before. I just I, I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, it, it was it was lost on me. I, I remember seeing it now that you brought it up, but no, I didn't really focus on that. Same thing with like the snow in the mountains. I didn't... I don't think I ever caught that before. Because I didn't... Uh, I've only watched this movie like uh, on VHS or DVD. But watching watching the 4K copy... I noticed that there was actually snow on the ground in some of the mountains. Yeah. Yeah. And Rambo's actually out there attacking. It's not in every other shot, but... On the behind the scenes, they're talking about how it's really funny. Like, you know, he's out there giving it his all, and he's out there in a t-shirt, and everybody else is all bundled up wearing jackets and shit. <laughs> Fucking Stallone's out there freezing his ass off. I always thought that added to, like, what he was going through. It's, he's cold. He has to, like, try to make some sort of makeshift, whatever... He makes it like a little tunic out, yeah. of, uh, uh, out of some like random like sack that he found. Yeah, <laughs> he should have really... killed a bear and like wore the skin. Well, he did. He did kill that one boar or whatever. He could have like you know wrapped the skin around him or whatever. Oh but, yeah, uh, made, him, made himself a little fur coat. Yeah, it's weird that that tunic thing that he made. He left the sides open, you know, so you still get a nice little breeze. It's not really covering up too well, he's, much. He's making it quick, right? He's you know he's on the move. He's, got, <laughs> he's got highly trained police officers after him, right? Stallone said on the commentary that that wasn't a, a prop or a piece of uh, wardrobe from costume. That was literally just a, a rag that they found there, like on the set. And he tore into it, and they actually made, you know, the wardrobe. I don't know, what whatever that is, that little poncho that he throws over himself. Yeah. And they had to keep up with it <laughs> from that point on. It was like, oh, this is the only piece of material that matches, uh, so we can't right. lose it. That's cool. And Stallone was joking that he's like, man, I, f I felt like that little poncho was more valuable to the crew than me sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Buddy, it probably was. Well, I, I saw in the credits that the knife that he's using was made from a knife smith in Arkansas. Oh, really? Yeah, and it, for the movie. So uh, it's kind of cool. It's like a... It is a badass little knife. It's a badass knife. Not little, man. It's well, like that a mini <laughs> sword. That thing's like fucking like a foot long. Yeah, because... <clears throat> jagged edges on one side. He's got the compass in it, and then what does yeah. he keep on the inside? Like the little he had matches and shit, right? Yeah. Um... Oh, the uh... 
Actually, that's really good effects, man, because like the way the blood was like coming out of that, I was like, how the yeah. fuck did they do that? Because it looks real. It looks I like had a knife. It used to be called survival knife. Yeah, survival knife, yeah. It, it, trying to remember what all it had in it. It had matches, a compass, flint, needle and thread. Two rubbers. <laughs> Don't leave home without protection. <laughs> there was one other thing they stuffed down up in the handle. <laughs> Probably some wool. You know, they should like rub the needle or whatever, and then you can make. Well, it already comes with the compass, so you don't need to do that. Hmm. Hey, wool to start a fire, right? Well, he got yeah. the flint. <clears throat> you got to ignite something. There you go. Yeah, wool. I'm trying to make your wool thing work. I'm here, sorry. Yeah, it's not working. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> But but he uses the knife pretty cool. Like uh, like it, what's really cool about the movie because they kind of show him uh, what they don't do uh, in the book. <laughs> Keep saying that, but like like I like how he like makes traps and then like you see him like he because he doesn't have the, I don't think he has the knife, but it's cool how he uses the knife. He makes a spear out of it and like it shows it, he actually shows his resourcefulness in in the movie, which oh, is yeah. really cool. I do like that one little like that predator trap that comes out. And oh, gets... it's got the sticks and like stabs a dude yeah. like through his dick, like right right through his middle there. Oh, that's hardcore. And he like they they pull it off real slow. <laughs> oh my god, it looked painful. It looked super painful. Yeah, it looked rough, man. The oh. like, they're, they're like over a foot long. Oh my god. Yeah, I, I always like the trap sequence. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I like the lightning there, man. They they don't. Oh yeah, I forgot. There's lightning through the trees. Yeah, yeah that's super cool looking. The, the, the I love the way goes, the forest but... looks. The forest has that weird, almost Vietnamish look, but almost fairy tellish look, like yeah. dark and deep. Lots of places for Rambo to hide. Almost like if you were looking at it from the cop's point of view, it's almost making Rambo into this horror character. Like, oh shit! <laughs> it's it's interesting that that there. Oh yeah, uh, it's definitely like some gothic moments for sure. That they're like open forests like that because when you go in the woods around here, it's like thickets. Yeah. Like nothing but like briars and like just all these thorny bushes and you, it's so thick you can't like run you can't just like you there's no way you could just take off running through it. Yeah. Uh, but like in, in these movies they always find these really badass like open so it just like you just feel but it just feels massive. <laughs> British Columbia man hitting that Canada up. Man, it's got a cool look to it, man. With like the fucking like the hills and the mountains and I actually found a patch um out Eads. There's a little patch of woods that's open like that. Really? Yeah, girl in woods too. Coming no, no. <laughs> Boy in woods. Yeah, did they did have a lot of dolly shots for the I woods. was thinking about that. Like, you imagine setting up dolly shots in those hills Ooh. and like doing those long tracking dolly shots that they were doing in the woods. Yeah, I was thinking about that while I was watching it. Yeah, can you imagine getting that track nice and even, dude? Uh, you know, it, yeah, uh, like nightmare. Dude, just dude. like man, uh, it seemed like they were setting up specific shots. You know, it's like like you had like they were only like, taking it up to a certain point. Like, all right, let's rebuild it over here. But man, yeah, Oof. yeah, because all of those cops when they're going through the woods looking for Rambo, like almost all of them are dolly it, shots. It's a separate follow, dolly, yeah, yeah it's like following with yeah. them. It's like, damn, dude, you imagine how much time that would have taken? I'd be like, okay, in the budget, we need two dollies, <laughs> <laughs> so we can be setting up one over here and then setting up one over here. Well, they probably had to. Yeah, I mean, dude, there's no way. Yeah. For $15 million, I, I think they put it all on screen. You know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, yeah. I mean the, the movie dude, looks fucking phenomenal. The fucking ex- all the explosions and, like, just, yeah. And, and just, like, shooting in the wilderness on location like that. 
That's crazy. Yeah, even the helicopter with the the cliff, um, where he, he gets out on the cliff and he ends up falling down and goes through the trees through, and through everything. Branches, yeah. yeah, Rambo does. Man, dude, that stuff is is absolutely incredible. Like, and they actually shot that shit there, like building all these pads and like, uh, what do you call those fall pads? It's big airbags. Yeah, the airbags. There you go. Just like lay down bag. on all those uh, the scaffoldings that they built up above the like fucking actual gorge. Right. You know, and it's just like that's crazy. And the stump guys it's are actually hard to do, even to get permits to do that because you're in the wildlife zone, and like you know they don't right? need like to just do to disturb the wildlife. So actually go in there and build things like that. Yeah, they that's get really picky deal. about like don't remember, don't touch the trees. Yes. <laughs> oh, really? They they, they were giving y'all shit about that. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. You can't touch the tree. Don't disturb the wild. Don't touch the plants. That's insane. Because <laughs> when you're shooting in the woods, you'd be surprised like how, how often you have to like break a branch, you know, right, to just get to your go shot. And it's yeah. like, well, this <clears throat> branch is right in front of this actor's face. Oh, okay. Let's cut it off. And the next thing you know, you've got somebody talking to you. Do not do that again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they had somebody there watching? Oh, we had a guy. Yeah. Just, yeah. Oh, wow. That's crazy. So I think uh, we we solved that by like just holding branches down <laughs> or tying them. And <clears throat> designating people to talk to the guide. <laughs> oh, like just to, to, to like, hey, him busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, where, where do you get those shoes, bro? Those are nice. All right. <laughs> and uh, twig snap in three, two, one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're clear. Uh, do you think that they built the uh, the cave sets? Like, you know, th- those were all. No, those they actually shot most of that in, in real caves. No shit. Really? Yeah. And the the part where it gets really claustrophobic. Where, where he's, like, he's crawling like, on his belly. Yeah. And they, his ribs are broken, and he's like, oh. Yeah. They built, they added some onto the cave. Because they were actually supposed to be shooting in a mine, and I think they built the exterior of the mine part. Yeah. And then the inside stuff's just caves around so that, that was same real? location. Yeah. Man, that's crazy. That's crazy. I was totally, I was watching it. Okay, this is a set. This is a set. No. Like, that's insane. Dude, I don't think there are any sets in this film. I think this is all shot on location. Even the town. I was about to say how they they blew up they blew up a fucking gas station. Yeah, I think they built they built a, and they destroyed the police station. Well, if you look at the at the gas station, it's away from everything else out on town. It's on the very end of town. I think right. they built a you know exterior of a gas like, station like or a mock gas station. Oh, like, yeah, like, like a like a facade. Like or a, maybe they found like one that was a type thing. Yeah, and they blew it up though in the town. <laughs> that's nice. That's amazing. Yeah. That is all. I mean, it makes me like this movie. Even more. Yeah, that's that's badass. Yeah, man. I mean, dude, dude real stunts, dude. Nineteen eighty-two. Um, I mean, I miss how like just the look of the movie, how gritty it looks. Oh, I dude. miss that look. It's got a cool yeah. look to it. It, it, dude, it does. It, even though it's 1982, it's got a nice 70s, like, yeah. just aesthetics, like how it's shot and everything. Like, even the opening shot with that pan, it just screams, like, I'm from the 70s. Right, yeah. It's awesome. Um, Especially when it's raining out in the woods and it oh, just yeah. looks oh, dirty. Dirt. It just yes. looks dirty. Like, the people look miserable. Because they were. <laughs> it translates to film real life bleeding through. Just um, how psycho he looks when he pops up and he's got the knife to. Denny's throat. That is a that's a badass moment. You want a war? I'll give you a war. You're never gonna forget. Man. <laughs> it's like, oh, get him, Rambo. Get him. In, in the book, does it, at the end do they go to a different town or do they come back to the same town? He comes back to the same town. Okay, cool. Because I was thinking for some reason they went to a different town. Only in the book, like instead of just setting a gas station on fire, he sets off like multiple gas stations, and then they he shuts he like shoots something and turns the power off in in the town. And when he does that. 
somehow the fire goes gets sucked up back into well because because once it comes out then there's like a backdraft because of the fumes it like That's sucks it, it down inside of it which makes it explode yeah and then it ends up like tearing down like a couple blocks of but the city in the movie when the gas is like blowing out and it's like it's like a geyser of fire out of the gas pump that is so fucking badass like <laughs> I like the random cars that just like they're just oh, like, it's like <laughs> Like shit's going down. It's like rambles in town, <laughs> and the local cops are just like, "Hold, oh, we're not getting paid enough. Run away! Run away!" Oh man! Oh, it's, yeah, it's totally awesome. Yes, it is. He goes insane at the end of this movie, and at I, the end, he just gets to walk away. <laughs> he's like, he's got a little coat over his shoulders, and he's well, like walking he's by go everybody. To well, I know, but everybody's like, like this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I love that freeze frame too. They stop oh, it at the stop, end of the movie. Yeah, and it's like frame with the credits, you know. So you get Troutman and him. No, that's great, man. Yeah, Troutman's just looking at him like, it's like the you crazy. The only thing that would make that more eighties if it had yellow text on the credits. <laughs> I like some yellow text. I like it too. I like yellow credits. <laughs> I've used it. No, they, they did. They did red with a nice white outline mm-hmm. in this movie. I really like the uh, dynamic between Troutman and. Denny, what's his name again? Teasel. Teasel. Yeah. I love their, like, antagonistic relationship. Like, they hate each other. Well, Teasel doesn't want to give up, like, control, and he thinks that Troutman's trying to come in and take it over, and he's doing everything he can to keep everything, uh, you know, the way he wants it. And he he wants to kill Rambo. And Troutman's just trying to save his life. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, look, you do not understand. But I love the moment where, like, after they think Rambo's dead, and... Uh, Teasel's like, well, we found his body when it stole a truck. <laughs> and he's like, you knew he was alive, didn't you? And he's like, yeah, I knew. <laughs> well, I, he's like, I had suspicions or whatever. That's why I was joining you in that bar. That that, that is kind of a, a, a weird scene. How that? Where they go and like drink and yeah, celebrate. How that's included? Yeah, I don't, I don't know if that. I guess you needed it for them for those characters. But watching it this time, I took it as like knowing that Rambo wasn't dead. That Troutman's hanging around because he knows Rambo's not dead. Because if he was dead, then okay, job's over. Go cool. back to Pentagon and plan war. <laughs> <laughs> Go create more Rambos. What'd you guys think of the uh, young David Caruso? Young David Caruso. Who's that? David Caruso, man. That's my in this. What are you talking about? He's the redhead police officer. Yeah, that's I'm out trying, in the woods. Yeah, I, I remember him. I'm just trying to. I'm trying to remember a scene with him. Uh, he's the. He's got the worst line in the entire film, where they they call in and they find out that you know Rambo's a green beret. He's oh, got all these he, medals. He's yeah, like, he's, I knew there was something about that guy. Yeah, yeah I remember that now. Yeah, <laughs> he's got those crazy big eyes, and it's just like, oh, he, uh. <sighs> I thought he was fun. Yeah, that's he good. is. It's a good moment. I thought all the cops did it like. I thought they did a fine job of being real people. Right. Like, they're joking around with each other. Like, we were talking about with the, you know, the National Guard. They're not playing it like soldiers. They don't know what they're doing. They're just guys out in the woods. They're having, they're they're there because Teasel has this grudge against Rambo. He wants to prove he can beat Rambo. And they're just out there. They're having to deal with it. And like, man, I knew there was something good about weird about that. Like, all of that stuff to me, like, helps create their group character. It's like a grain beret. <laughs> yeah, they, they have they have a couple of scenes where they're they're talking about like, yeah, just good old boys. I should I yeah. should I wish we should go to a hunt. Yeah, that's true. 
But you definitely need like you know it because it's an action movie cliche where you have to talk about how awesome your main character is, how much of a badass he is. Yeah, yeah. He was a cook. No, he was a Navy SEAL, and the only position because he was so badass is he had to be cook. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Wait, I don't. Does that make sense? I don't it know does. if that it makes does. sense. Suspension of disbelief, Brian. What, 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 why are we getting rid of the best Navy SEAL? Shouldn't we? Like maybe make keep making him a Navy SEAL. Why are we demoting him to a cook? Because he could make the best steak. Dude, have you had his eggs? <laughs> he killed while cooking. Man, he was a great Navy SEAL, but he was a better chef. You know how Rambo's carrying that boar leg into the cave? Well, uh, fucking uh, Steven Seagal would be in there, like fucking like. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> you see him in there, like fucking. He's like. Making perfect like plates and shit. <laughs> That's why he's it's got like rocks. he's got like salt and pepper in his uh, Bowie knife. Yeah, <laughs> Rambo's he's like, like he's like shit. I'm out of paprika. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to that town. <laughs> he sneaks back in town just to get ingredients. <laughs> Action movie tropes. This movie did start. <clears throat> started some uh, quite quite a couple couple action movie tropes. What like the bandana? Well, I was gonna like, like wearing the headband. Yeah, that. Well, like, that. <laughs> you know, Part two kind of exaggerates it, and makes that shot of. Oh, like Dan, iconic. like Danielson putting it on, and and Karate Kid. You got yeah. the shot of him tying his little bandana on. Yeah, I definitely think of part two for the, the bandana. The series. Oh yes, it's good. It is it's hilarious. Watching, man. I didn't even know it existed. Yeah, it's cool. Oh, the Cobra, Cobra Kai. Kai. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet. You need to, man. Everybody tells me it's It'll good. surprise you. It's not, I mean, it's not great. It's not shot well. It's, it's, you can tell it's low budget, but the nostalgia factor, and then there's actual character arcs, you know? It, it's it's cool, man. You'll like it. Yeah, Jay, uh, James Young's worked on that. Really? Yeah, he said they, man, they fly through those fucking setups. They're shooting thing. season two now, or it's done. Yeah, I think they're, I think they finished. Yeah, cool. Veteran of the podcast, James Young. <laughs> That's right. Origin of the mother-daughter shot. <clears throat> I can't believe we didn't get any emails from that. You know, we were talking um, a lot on Unbreakable about doing those uh, one-shot scenes. There were a bunch in this movie as well. Yeah? Yeah. Just a bunch of really nice, like... Single takes. Yeah. Nice framed. Yeah, like when he goes and gets that poncho. That's just a nice, like... Yeah. A nice little camera pan throughout that entire... Well, I think it may be a dolly. I think they actually go back a yeah, little bit. They're tracking him through as he's going through that little wreckage or whatever the fuck that is. Yeah, even when he pops he's up... Looking around barrels and shit. Yeah, because he pops up like a... I don't know. It's, it's, in, it's near like a, a broken down semi-truck. And he, yeah. he goes around the passenger side, opens up the window, and you see him in silhouette, and then he comes around to the front of the truck. It's just... It's nicely blocked. Or even when he's just walking next to the car, you're shooting through past... The sheriff to him, like you can see him walking out the sheriff's window. Oh yeah, right? and the yeah. sheriff's watching him. So you're watching him past, like over the shoulder of the sheriff. Like that's a great little frame. Well, I think that's that 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 one or you were talking about there, where he's like, uh, you know, getting his tunic on and all that. And, and I think that's cool to play it in a single there because. Uh, it's kind of building tension because he just got finished like being chased down, and now he's like, "Fuck! I've got to get up this mountain." Yeah, you know, and, and it's just and it's like cold. It's cold, and and they're just letting it live, you know. And it's like, oh shit! Like any moment, you're expecting the cops to come popping up in there because you can hear them coming and all that. And he's just he's trying to get away. So it's it's nice. It's a nice tension builder to live in that shot. Yeah, it's nicely blocked. You know, just seeing yeah 
That that always helps. You know, and I'm not really familiar with this director. I saw he did um, Weekend at Bernie's. Oh, really? I love that movie. <laughs> I mean, you can kind of feel same. No. <laughs> I don't, it's been a while since I've seen Weekend at Bernie's. So. Oh, no, man. I watch it every year. It's great. What, he really? Yeah, that's one, one of my favorite movies. Really? Yes. Man, from the guy that hasn't seen The Godfather. (laughs) (laughs) Just gonna let that hang for a bit. Don't judge me, motherfucker. Apocalypse Now. I've seen it. Okay, I have the uh, Redux. Ooh, that's no, that's that's good. Yeah, I like the Redux. See, I'm not a total douche. I I like I. (laughs) I enjoy film, uh, obviously. You know, it's just like Weekend at Bernie's. Weekend at Bernie's is great, dude. What about part two? Okay, I like part two, um, but uh, it's not as good as the first one. But I, I, I do enjoy it. The hoodoo, the voodoo. I mean, there's there's a bunch of fun shit in the second one. It's been a while, man. Been a while. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll end up reviewing that at some point. I'll make you guys oh, watch it. No, I heard Tim Burton was going to try to remake that. Imagine him doing that. What? Really? Yeah. yeah. Why? No, I can't see that at all. I can't see like his sensibilities, like, like... dragging a dead guy around. Yeah, man, I can see it. Really? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe because I'm just thinking like Weekend of Bernie's kind of, it's very slapstick with, you know, the dead body. <laughs> that's not, that's not really like Tim Burton's wheelhouse is, he's not known for, he'd make it dark. And very CGI animated otherworldly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I guess he did, he did do the first Pee Wee film. So maybe. Yeah, he could do it, man. It's been a while though. It's been a while. Yeah. He hasn't, he hasn't done... What was the last comedy he did that was like kind of straight comedy? What was it? Like Dark Shadows? I didn't, I yeah. didn't care much for that one. I didn't really like that. Yeah, it's been a while. Beetlejuice is great. Love that. That's yeah, funny. Yeah, Beetlejuice is awesome. I keep hearing they're going to do another one of those. Yeah, that, that, that keeps popping up. Damn, they keep teasing it, man. Same with uh, Ghostbusters. Is that actually going to happen? Are we getting Yeah, a, oh, that's happening. That's happening. Or a third? Third. A third? Yeah. 3.5 or whatever it is. Even though the previous cast of the of the of the remake is all like, we get our second movie. This is bullshit. Oh the studio is not even like listed. Like fuck They're y'all. Like, <laughs> you didn't do good enough. It was terrible. Nobody wants we, that. We've go dealt away. with y'all now for two years. <laughs> Just go away. Yeah, I mean, if they made more money, yeah, they could you know, have. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, they would have gotten. A I still haven't seen that movie, but the clips I have seen, they are terrible. So I don't want to watch. Just it. watch the Planket review. Yeah, I know. I will. All you need, I will. It's it's on my list. Yeah, it's like a point below Ghostbusters two. You know, it's I don't. It's not I the like end of the world. Bad. I like Ghostbusters two as well. I mean, Vigo. I, I did not like. The, I did not like the Ghostbusters. You don't like Janusz? I like Ghostbusters too. It's not right. I mean, yeah. it's not Ghostbusters, but right. The remake is I, to me. It just failed on every attempt it tried. It was exactly what I thought. You know, a remake of Ghostbusters was, was going to be uh, mixed with bridesmaids. That's what that was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. to me it was. Yeah, a, it was kind of exactly what I was expecting. It was a spoof of Ghostbusters, not a remake of Ghostbusters. Yeah, I can see that too. So it's it's the Hot Shots part duh. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, of Rambo movies. Yeah, yeah. not even as a, as a as a knock or a criticism. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. That's kind of what it was. What are you going to do? I don't think that's what they were intending. <laughs> was it not? I don't think so. Because the writer, I mean, I know we're not doing that movie, but yeah. the writer, you know, was even very critical of, like, she wrote a much more serious, darker script and wanted more of that tone of the original where the comedy kind of happens around the guys. 
apparently there was a lot of improv. Yeah, I mean that's that what was, it seems like. I it mean, was being allowed just constantly. You know what it reminds me? It reminds me a lot of those Saturday Night Live movies, like uh, they did off this. Yeah, whatever. Or like Coneheads or Ladies Man. Yeah. Coneheads was good though. I like that movie. No, Coneheads was. Yeah. That, that, that's way more solid than the other fucking <laughs> Saturday Night Live movies. But it's it's that same kind of Blues you know, Brothers. Or superstar, that, that, that's up there. Ooh, blues, bro- oh, blues. That's the. That's best. a good one. That's hands down the best. Um, yeah, none of them are better than that. Saturday Night Fever. What was it? No, what was that one? What? No, Saturday uh, Night Fever. No, that's no. not that. That's John Travolta. I know. Grease. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> Ghostbusters rant aside, guys, are we rating this thing now? I think it's time to rate it. I think it's time as well. Who's going first? All I'll right. go first since I'm the one that likes it the most. I'm okay. gonna give it a nine. Oh, Ooh. nine. That's good. Nine. Yeah. I'm gonna go seven point five. And I'll split you and go right at an eight. Right at an eight. Okay, cool. Yeah. Wow, I thought y'all were gonna make me ask like, well, why not why a nine? <laughs> no, I mean like I, I totally get it. Um I think that if, if I hadn't like read the book, I I would have probably would have been there with you. I, I just I don't know. Sometimes I think it it weakens the movie a little bit to to do that. But like, I also appreciate what they did. You know, I really try when I when I read a book and watch a movie. I really try to separate the two. You have to, because um, there's so many times I've read a book that like the book is so much better, and then you you know you watch the movie and you're like, oh, I wish they'd have done. So I really try to force myself to like, okay, just as a movie, and sometimes you still can't. I mean, like the Dark Tower, like. It's just that even just as a movie, it makes no sense. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of see where y'all are coming from on the sense of the one thing when you read a book you want the movie to do is to capture the story. Right. Um, a perfect example is Green Mile. It's like if you read Green Mile, which I think we're doing in April, right? Yeah. Okay. When y'all read Green Mile, it's not scene for scene the same, or the body for the, the body is pretty pretty close. But both movies capture the story so well that you start even seeing the book in the movie. Like, you start creating scenes in your head. But see, the right? problem here is that the... I, that's where I'm going, is in this one, the movie tells a different story than the book. It's the same idea. Guy comes into town. It's not so much the story, it's the tone, man. It's like, reading the book made the movie feel more dated than it actually really was. Because you really see, like, oh, this is really a product of its time. This is made, like, you know, uh, about 15 years or 12 years after the end of Vietnam. You can you can feel it. You can tell. And when you read the book, it's like, wow, you could make this into a movie today and it would resonate with audiences. Right. Like, you can just take the yeah. NAM out and, and put, That's you know, what I'm saying. In... in- in the movie, they're telling the story about this disturbed Vietnam vet that is dealing with all this stuff from coming back, and you got to have sympathy for him. But in the book, they're telling this, you know, other – you could place that anywhere, like you just said, the two different story arcs there. Well, I think they're trying to I mean, they're you, trying to tell the same story. It's just it's not – it's not fleshed out, and what they're doing, they're pulling everything that was great ab- about the book out to make sympathy for Rambo and to make Rambo relatable. Because that, that was the problem with the book, because Rambo's not relatable because he's killing people. And that's the point of the story is that he's a, 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 he's a psychopath that we made. You and, know? and he gets unhinged. Yeah. He, he does, he's, he's reluctant. He doesn't want to do it. 
They kind of no, he does. His hand. He does because he even there's even parts in the book where he talks himself like he's like, okay, look, you could have done this. You, oh, sh- that's you right. should yeah, give up, you, and he's well, like, you could, you no, could, yeah, I, you like fighting. Don't lie to yourself. You love the fight. No, he justifies some of them. He's like, he's like, well, the, you had to kill this person. That's but, but yeah. you know, but you 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 could have ran. You didn't have to turn around and go back because he starts hunting them. He yeah. starts going back and because like, he likes them down. it. Yeah, because he's a fucking psychopath. It's, He's it's, fucking crazy. It's the <laughs> same situation, two separate characters. Right. So I can see why, re- you know, just reading the book and then watching the movie, you're like, it was like, uh, you know what, you know what it felt like? It felt like it's it's kind of like a Terminator and Terminator Two, where it's kind of like the same story but different tone. Like the book was Terminator and the movie was Terminator Two. That's kind of how I felt about First Blood. You know, it's just like, eh, it's it's the watered down, taking the grit out. I, I think, think we're agreeing. Works. I'm calling it story. You're calling it tone. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. It, it, it doesn't work for me is the tone. Like, the story is... I don't know. I mean, it's it's same plot. Books, book and movie are the same plot. Just the yeah. story goes in different directions. Or you can call it the tone goes in different directions. Yeah. It's just, it's just handled so... It does need to be remade, man. Fuck, this needs to be remade. They're talking about it. I, man, I would love, I would love to see it. Just like do first blood. Don't even mention the guy's name as Rambo. Just make him like some unhinged like military well, they guy. Don't really, according to the doc that say I watched, his name. yeah, they kept calling him the kid. The kid, yeah. yeah. According to the documentary I watched on the way over here, that they're, they're talking about either doing it as you know, like modern day, just straight from the book, or a series based on this book. I could be done for that. Like, like a ten hour. That would be cool, like especially if you get him like like um, just thinking about like how he's when he's in the mountains and trying to get away from all the guys and he's like he's ducking under the mud and the guys are like walking on top of him and yeah. like how he's got like a uh, those broken like, ribs. Oh, and he fell through the tree, smashed his ribs. Yeah, yeah. And he meets the people in the book with the, the moonshine. Oh, he, well, he, he's he's running he's running uh, from the cops at the very beginning and he's like naked and he runs out of the woods and he like runs across this like father and son moonshiners. And he kind of like that, yeah. he kind of like talks. He's like standing there naked talking to him. He's like kind of kind of like talks them into giving him some clothes and a, and a rifle and all this kind of shit. And he sits around and drinks moonshine with him a little bit. I could see that. I could see this. Experience. Yeah, it could be very good. All right, guys. So that's gonna do it for us tonight. You guys can get in touch with us by sending us an email to themoviecrew at gmail.com. That's the movie crew. Crew spelled C R E W E. That's right. Extra E at the end of the word crew at gmail.com. You guys can rate and review us. On Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Tuned In, Overcast, Stitcher, Google Podcast, And, of course, you can always leave us a nice review on the Facebook. And you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at MovieCrewPod. Benson, where can audience follow you, sir? At J. Edward Benson. And, Jared, where can audience follow you, sir? You can follow me on Twitter at Jared B. Callen, on Instagram at CheckTheGate. You can follow me on Twitter at ElkinsEdits. And we're going to be playing a little bit of the soundtrack that composer Jerry Goldsmith did, did a, a damn good job. We right? didn't talk about that. He's this this fucking score is awesome. It I is a good score. Up. You brought it up? Okay, Jeremy brought it up. The theme's good, but like the like the do 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 when he's like you know preparing stuff. I like that. Yeah, it's very cool. The escape route. So we're going to be playing track one titled Homecoming. Enjoy.
And we're also going to play It's a Long Road with some awesome music. <laughs> with some awesome uh, lyrics, I should say. Bullshit. Oh, come on, man. You don't like those lyrics? You know you like those lyrics, Jared. When you, when you mention the, 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 the movie title and the lyrics, it just doesn't work for me. It's a long road when you're on your own. And it hurts when they tear your dreams apart. And every new town just seems to bring you down. Trying to find peace of mind can break your heart. It's so Yeah.